This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for 39 years as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. And now here's your host, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 10 WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every week getting into discussions with you about the mental side of sports. Look forward to doing this show with you each week as we talk about your mind, your attitude, your focus, your disposition, your confidence, how you handle stress, how you succeed or fail. What's, what do winning and losing really mean? What, what is self-confidence? How do you develop a positive attitude? What are the things you need to do mentally to be on top of your game? I've been here at Sports Radio 810 WHB for 19 years, been on the radio in Kansas City for 29 years now. And our show is rebroadcast in a number of cities around the country throughout the next week. And uh, I've been practicing for a long time. I'll be starting my 40th year of work just after Labor Day. I've been doing this a long time, and I've had the privilege to work with so many great athletes throughout my career, teams, organizations. I've worked with the Olympic team, professional teams, college teams, and if you listen to the show, you know I'm co-author of a book called Just Let Them Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Sports with Kansas City Royals Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and USA Swimming Hall of Fame Coach Pete Malone. I love doing this show every week because we talk about you. You know, we are in a trying time now, as we all know. It's been going on, seems like, forever. A lot of people are getting tired. A lot of people are getting frustrated. A lot of people are worried. Sports is trying to come back. Pro sports is happening now. Thankfully, we get to see pro sports again. As we enter the latter part of summer and get closer to fall, the question is, will football be back professionally? We're seeing... A number of colleges canceling. number of the conferences have canceled play. And it's all about safety. It's all about health. It's all about, you know, what's best for everybody. And unfortunately, we don't know the answer to when this pandemic is going to end. Hopefully, with the research on vaccines, something will happen by the end of the year where a vaccine will be developed that will be safe. And... I'm praying and hopefully we will be able to come back and be safe, but we'll have to wait and see. You know, we're in a situation right now where attitudes play such a big role. How you feel plays such a big role. You know, last week I had a therapist on from the San Francisco Bay Area, Michael Seeley, we had a great show talking about just therapy and things like that. And, and today I want to get into how you're feeling in the mental part the psychology of sports and life for that matter. But really talking about how important the mental side of things is. If you're an athlete, if you play sports, it's not just about performance enhancement. It's not just about your confidence on the field. It's about your confidence as a person. 
for years and years, I've talked on the, the radio about how important I feel. Of course, I'm a little bit biased because of my profession. The mental side is for athletes and coaches. And not just in terms of their confidence out there to sink a five-foot putt or shoot a free throw or throw a strike. But in terms of how an athlete and a coach feel about themselves. How they deal with who they are. And this isn't just with pro athletes or Olympic athletes. This is with everybody. And today, more so than ever, how we feel mentally, I think plays a bigger role than ever. I think it plays a bigger role because of the unknown scenario we live in, the fear that we all live in, going out, you know, are, are we safe? Are we around people who could possibly contract or spread the virus? I know so many people are scared. They won't leave their homes. I know a lot of people who won't play sports, won't go out and be around in any type of athletic situation because they're afraid of contracting the coronavirus. So how we feel emotionally plays such a key role in all this. So as an athlete, as a coach, I want to talk today about that. How do you feel about you? How do you, where is your confidence with yourself? How, how do you feel emotionally when it comes to, to sports are you comfortable playing we have high schools starting up schools are all starting up colleges are opening up and as i said a lot of colleges have canceled their fall sports seasons i work with a number of athletes around the country some on the west coast some on the east coast about a half dozen who i do telehealth with none of them will be participating this fall couple of them are seniors they're very disappointed they're hoping that their sport will play in the spring but they don't know so there's a lot of unknown right now so right now how we feel about ourselves i think maybe is maybe more important than ever so i'd like to talk about this today and i'd like to get some calls in here if you're an athlete or a coach you're a sports fan because if you're listening to this station you probably are how are you dealing with the pressure we're feeling today about should we play, should we not play, how safe is it to play? How do I feel about myself? If you're a coach, are you comfortable starting practice? And I'm sure there are a lot of coaches out there that are very comfortable starting practice. They're okay with it. There are a lot of coaches I've talked to who are reluctant and scared to. So I'd like to hear from you. If you are a parent, you have a child, they're about to go back to school, maybe they've already started, How are you feeling about this? Are you comfortable with your child going back and participating in sports? If you are an athlete, are you comfortable going out and playing? And as a coach, how do you feel about it? You know, we can talk about how you concentrate when you shoot a free throw, how you get mentally prepared before your game. But the underlying issue, the big theme is how you feel about yourself your self-confidence, your self-worth, your self-value. And then this scenario we're living in now, how important is that? I think in the long run, it's maybe more important than anything. So I'd like to open up our phone lines. I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, you're a parent, you're an athlete, maybe you're just a sports fan. Are you comfortable going back? If teams allow some fans into games, are you comfortable going back to watch games? Because how we feel about ourselves in the end 
is the foundation of who we are and what we do. As a psychologist, that's what I work with people on. I, I work with people on how they feel, how they react, how they respond. And I think this topic maybe is more important than any because in the end, how you feel about yourself, your confidence with yourself about going out and doing things will reflect on what you do. If you're confident and you feel good about yourself, you're not going to worry about that. But if you're not, then that self-doubt comes in. When that self-doubt comes in, hesitation comes in. When hesitation comes in, then you wonder. You know, I've been fortunate enough throughout my career to work with so many great people. And when I mean great people, I'm not talking about professional or Olympic athletes. I mean great people across the board. Not that those, those people haven't been great. I've met so many wonderful people in my career. And one of the things I've learned, not just throughout my work as a psychologist, but personally as just as a person, you know, how you feel, who you are, plays such a huge role in your relationships and how you get along, how you relate. And I think that internal confidence, that internal self-worth, self-value that you have ends up coming across. We, we all have issues that we've had to deal with in our lives. Some worse than others. Some more tragic. Some more, more painful. But how we react and respond to those dictates who we are and what we're about. So I'd like to get into this today and I'd like to hear from you once again. I don't care if you're a fan, if you're a coach, you're an athlete, you're a parent. How do you feel about yourself coming back and playing sports, getting involved in it now with the scenario we're in today? How are you going to deal with it? How are you going to do it? And where's your confidence with yourself? This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com radio. That's winnersunlimited.com radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com radio. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. 
And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by End Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. Olivia, from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger, from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel, from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and this is the Sports Psychology Hour from flagship station Sports Radio 810 WHB. Today's topic is this issue. How do you feel about yourself, about playing sports, about watching sports, about being involved? I'd like to get some calls in here from a fan, from a coach, from an athlete, from a parent. If you're a parent, are you comfortable having your kids go back and play sports? If you are an athlete, are you comfortable going out and playing? I know I'm going to go play golf today. And I'm totally fine with that. Of course, I'm not going to be around anybody. We'll be apart walking. I always like to walk and carry my clubs for the exercise perspective. And I know several people are out playing golf again. But that's a sport where you're not, you know, bunched up together. But as schools are opening, as kids are going back to school, what about playing? I know a lot of sports. And, you know, the last few weeks I've had several people on the show a couple weeks ago, I had a couple of athletic directors on talking about how they're planning to open things up. Brad Sweeten and Lane Green, great show. And, you know, our shows are podcasted. Great show if you want to listen back to it here on Sports Radio 810 WHB or my website, winnersunlimited.com. And, and it was a great interview about how they're 
you know, going to go back. But, but what the question remained, the unknown. How are we going to come back and do it safely? They have a plan. They have plans in place. But the question is, will those plans work? So if you are involved in sports, how are you feeling about coming back and playing? How are you feeling about going back and watching games? And the word I keep talking about is feeling. How are you feeling? That's what I want to get into this morning. Our show's broadcast early here in Kansas City. But I'd love to hear from you and see what you think. If you are a parent and your kids are in school, they're on a team, their teams are going to play, how do you feel about that? How do you kids feel? How do they feel about that? I'm sure everybody's excited, but I've also know talking to a lot of people there, there's a lot of anxiety out there. How safe will it be? How are we going to do it the right way? How will I handle it? As a coach, too, you know, coaches are people. You know, if you forgot that or not, but coaches are people. They have feelings and emotions, too. And how they deal with all this stuff is important. You know, we've talked on the show the last few weeks about how to handle this. I was just interviewed on t- TV here in Kansas City this week about this. One of the things I think is really, really important right now is there's got to be, there has to be good communication. And I think before a season starts, I think as a coach, it's imperative that you have a meeting, more than likely online, or maybe in person, with parents. And this is at the high school level as well as at youth sport levels. You have a meeting and make it available for parents to talk about how they feel about their kids coming back and playing. And you discuss your game plan, the scenario that you have on how you want to handle things. How are we going to do it? How's it going to work? And I think that's, it has to be a necessity. If you're a coach, I'd love to hear from you, get your thoughts on that. Are you doing that? And then you have a meeting with the kids as well and discuss all this. Because you know what? If you don't do that and you just go back and start practicing and don't talk about this, I think a lot of people are going to be questioning how is this, what's going to happen. And there's going to be a lot of fear and doubt out there, a lot of anxiety. And I also think, because I am a therapist and I've done this for a long time, I think as a coach, it's your responsibility to talk to each and every athlete about how they feel about coming back and find out how they feel. Now, some, some kids are going to be, they'll be fine. Let's coach. I'm fine. I'm ready to go. Some kids are going to sit there and you can tell, you know, good, a good coach is a good psychologist. A good coach is a good analyzer. And if you're, if you're good at that, you're going to pick up the fear, the anxiety, the trepidation some of those kids may have. And you can help ease that by talking with them. And you know what else you can do? You can tell them how you feel. And if you share that you're human and how your, what your concerns are about sports starting up again, that may be more important than anything. Because you know what? That will lower the anxiety of those kids. If you are about to start sports, maybe some, maybe you've already started. Maybe your team's already started practicing. How are you handling the situation? Are you talking with the kids about this? If, you, if you're a coach, have you had a meeting with the parents? To me, communication is the key. Open and honest communication is the key. You know, everybody's going back and wanting to play. 
You want to get back into it. You want to get back into the competition. But I think it's so necessary for you to discuss things. Now, my producer, Blake, played football for years. He's now retired from the football world as a competitor, but he played into college. So, Blake, let me ask you this question. Okay, you, if you were in this situation right now and you were going back to school, and let's say your school, whatever it was, high school or college, was going to play, at least for now, how would you feel about that? How would you feel emotionally about coming back? Would you be scared? Would you be reluctant? Or would you go, no, I'm fine? So because I am the way that I am, I, I really wouldn't be. Uh, I know. And I you think wouldn't be what? Partic- scared? You wouldn't be what? I I don't think I would be very concerned. And, and I think that that is only because, because I played football. And in the game of football, you take an inherent risk every time you step on the field, whether it's paralyzation, broken leg, uh, a hemorrhage in the brain to die. Like, it's kind of like, I know that sounds drastic, but when you play football, I mean, you very well could do something inherently risky on that field. So in the current climate that we're in, I, I, I personally, I know plenty of people might be, uh, have trepidations, might have, you know, a little bit of just, uh, you know, the hesitation. Me personally, I think I would think about it very seriously, but in the end, I, I would I would be okay to play. That, that's just me, though. Well, well, right, and you're a high-energy, high-octane guy, and you would want to get back. Okay, so I, I work with several NFL players privately, and yesterday I talked to two, two of them, two of the several I work with. We did our phone session, one on FaceTime. Anyway, one and, and they're on teams. These, these two particular guys are outside Kansas City, and they talked about how everything's going. I mean, they get tested. I mean, one guy said, Doc, we're tested every day. He goes, sometimes twice a day. And he said, I'm not worried about my teammates, and I'm not worried about the staff and everybody here, because everybody, it's, it's controlled. But what I'm worried about is everybody's families, when everybody's families, because they're in training camp now. Families are starting to come back. And... What's going to happen when you're around your families? Because your wife and kids aren't just going to sit in the townhome. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy. 
Or you, your best man. Your worst man. You, your dog walker. Your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. America, your children have an amazing superpower. They can help save lives by not having playdates. That's right. By replacing get-togethers with virtual playdates and video chats, they can help slow the evil spread of germs. And if your superheroes do go outside, make sure they continue their superhero wing by staying six feet away from others to protect everyone in America land. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit nhtsa.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. Good morning, everybody. I am sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from flagship station sports radio 810 whb today's show is a discussion about how you feel sports are coming back football starting up at the elementary middle school high school level youth sports is starting up in some places in some places it is not And today I've been talking so far about how do you feel about this? If you're a fan, if you're a coach, if you're an athlete, if you're a parent, how do you feel about sports starting up again? Would you be comfortable going out and playing in the scenario we're in now? 
So I'd love to get some calls in here and find out how you feel. Don't be scared to call and talk about it. Fear is a big topic. It's a four-letter word. You know, most people don't like four-letter words, but, you know, love is a four-letter word. And it's something that can become a barrier, an obstacle to everything we do. But confronting your fears, confronting what you're scared of, dealing with it is so important. As we all know, we're living in a time we've never lived in before, in a scenario we've never dealt with before. And we're trying to figure out how to make it work. We all love sports. If you listen to this station, you obviously do because it's a sports talk radio station. We want to get back with, you know, here in Kansas City, obviously, we have the reigning Super Bowl champions. And that, that's pretty cool to say that, by the way, the reigning Super Bowl champions. They may be playing without anybody there. And if you listen to the show, you know I've been going to games since the first game I've ever played. I've worked with probably 30 Chiefs players over the years privately. I've been going to games forever. And I'd love to go back and watch, but, you know, you got to go back if it's safe. And who knows what's going to happen. And how are, how's the NFL going to handle it? Will some teams let fans in and some teams not? Is that going to be fair? How's that going to work? So as a high school or youth sports parent, what are your feelings about that? In many areas, but here in the Kansas City area, a lot of the sports will be starting at the uh, high school level tomorrow. Practices will be starting tomorrow. Some high schools will not be starting. They have canceled. For example, the Kansas City, Kansas schools will not have fall sports but in the Johnson County area, the schools are having fall sports begin. So as a coach, I'd love to hear from you. If you're a coach, how are you feeling about all this? What are your apprehensions and what are you going to do? What are you going to do to help everybody be comfortable? Like I said earlier, are you going to have a meeting? with? Like I said, I think you have to do this. You have to have a meeting, in my opinion. You need to set up a meeting for the parents and let them talk about how they feel about all this. And as a coach, how you feel about it. You know, your athletes are going to look for you for guidance. There's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on coaches and administrators now to do things, quote, the right way. But what's that going to be? We don't know. So how you feel is so important. So I think communication is the key here. How you communicate with your parents, with your athletes. And don't be, let me rephrase that. Make sure that you allow your athletes to be comfortable to come talk to you about their fears. You might have some kids that are scared to play. And I think it's important for you as a coach to say, that's okay. I might be a little scared. You might be a little scared too. And you can say it. I'm scared too. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We, the unknown. You know, I've been talking with my clients using this analogy. You're in a canoe on a river. And you're in the stern. You're guiding the boat. But you don't know what's ahead around that next turn. There could be rapids. There could be rocks. There could be a waterfall. There could be a split in the river. The water could be calm. But you're the guide. You're in control. So how are you controlling this scenario? Once again, I'd love to hear from you. If you're a parent, 
How do you feel about all this? Going, your kid's going back and playing sports right now. If you're a coach, are you scared? Are you a little afraid? You know, everyone is potentially capable of contracting the coronavirus. We're seeing that. You know, for a long time it was like kids are immune. Well, they're not. We're seeing that now. Older adults are more susceptible, especially if you have pre-existing conditions that are serious. I know a lot of people, a lot of, I've watched the news, lots of older coaches and teachers have refrained from going back. They're retiring. So how do you feel about this situation? If you are in the education field, what if you're just, what if you're not just, what if you are a teacher? How do you feel about it as well? I think more than ever, mental health has catapulted into the forefront of what's important now. I mean, as a psychologist, obviously, I deal with this every day. I mean, people who've known me, I I, I ran into somebody the other day and said, somebody I've known for years said, you know, everybody knows you, you're the sports psychologist. It's not your Andy Jacobs, you're the sports psychologist because that's what I've done for so long. And how we handle all this is so, so important. Your feelings matter. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be worried. But talk about it, discuss it. You know, no one's called up yet this morning because I know it's early, but I would love to hear from you if you are One of these people I've talked about, a coach, a teacher, a parent, an administrator, an athlete. Because I've talked, because I talk to people every week in my practice, on the phone. And I know a lot of people are scared. I had a a mom in a week ago with her son. She's a teacher. She said, I'm going to be wearing a mask. And no one's going to come into my classroom not wearing a mask. If they won't wear a mask, they're not coming in. I will make them leave because I'm not going to open up the door to potentially having somebody in there who's not being safe. That's going to be the rule she's going to have in her classroom. We'll see how that works. I know some other people who said, I'm fine. I don't, I'm not worried about it. If we have to wear a mask, fine. If we don't, fine. So I'd like to find out from you Once again, how you feel about everything right now. The emotional component here is so, so important. You know, the pro athletes, they're pretty much controlled. They're in a controlled environment, and that's why for them, you're not hearing very much about cases popping up. One here or there, I know with baseball, but mostly not. But I know what the concerns are. It's not them. It's about the people they're around. Fear is a big word, four-letter word, but it's a big topic. It's a big issue now. I'd love to hear from you if you are a coach, a parent, a teacher, an educator, a sports fan, how you feel about this. I'm a sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Blake, if you were going to go back and play right now, you wouldn't be scared. You'd be fine. I mean, I would probably have some sort of uh, you know nagging feeling in the back of my head that's okay so what would that what would that hold on what would that be 
Only only in the, the small infinitesimal fact that, hey, there is an inherent risk, but I also take on an inherent risk by playing the sport. But I would also be like, you know what? But there is also, a, a, you know, it's kind of the, the family teammate component of it. That's that's really the only problem I might have. Okay. And that's and I think that's the big issue. It's Most people are taking care of themselves. It's the concern about other people. This is an issue we're going to be dealing with all fall. It's something we've got to talk about. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Give me a call. Let's talk. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. 
Hello again, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB in Kansas City. And today's topic has been, how do you feel? How do you feel about coming back and playing sports if you're a parent, coach, or athlete? What's the game plan? You know, and I've been talking about what I think needs to be done. If you're if you're about to go back and sports is about to start at, in some places, not everywhere. Some places are not having sports this fall. But if you are, what's your game plan? What's 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 the the mindset you're going to have? And as I said earlier, I think if you're a coach, I think it's it's essential. It's a necessity that you have a preseason meeting for parents. And I don't care what level this is at, even at the collegiate level, because I work with a number of college athletes who have told me I have one young man who's a runner. And to, to be honest, his mom is freaked out about him competing this fall. And as of this week, his team was, this conference was still going to have it, but they were going to be deciding this week whether they were going to cancel the season. His mom's freaked out. She said, you, when you run, you're running amongst a group of people. You're breathing heavily. Lots of people are out there. You know, if, you, if you've been a runner, I ran for 40 years. You're in a pack of people. Everybody's breathing. Everything's, you know, you're going to breathe other people's breath. So, she doesn't want him to do it, but he wants to do it because it's his senior year, his last year to run. So how you feel about this is so important. So as a coach, I think it's a necessity to have a meeting for the parents, even if you're at the college level. Let them know what your game plan is. And at the high school and youth sports level, it has to happen. And I mentioned the whole word fear. You know, a lot of people are not afraid to go back and play, and a lot of people are. Everybody's different. So how you choose to do this is going to be so important. So, okay, so Blake, you played football, and like you said, let's say, first of all, if you're going to go play football, it's there's there's the, the, the chance of getting injured, seriously or minor. It can happen. Okay. So there's that issue in and of itself. But then with this whole other pandemic issue overriding because it's there everybody you know it's in it's in everybody's mind you can't ignore it you can't avoid it how important do you think if you're on if you were still playing on a team right now it would be to talk about this to have guys discuss it how they felt where they're at with it what do you think about that well i I think it's it's obviously been the the talk of the town for the past six months five months since since the entire thing has happened so obviously it would be the number one priority because it's the number one thing that has been stoked into our brains right now like this is obviously the issue so we have to talk about the issue and i think you've seen it with the nfl as far as the opt-outs and people just deciding hey i i don't feel comfortable being around it i think i think at the end of the day it comes down into do i take my own health into my hands and if i do how how do I feel about it? Do I feel that I can do it? Do I feel that my body can can go through something like that? Or do I feel uncomfortable and not want to play? If you don't want to play, I think that is 100% your right, your obligation not to play. Yeah, I, I mean, look, here in Kansas City, we've had two of the stars of the Super Bowl team, you know, exactly. opt out, Laurent DuVernay, Tardif, and, and Darren Williams, okay? So... You, you've had situations where players have decided not to play for a variety of reasons, and you have to respect them. Have to. I've heard some people, not pretending to them, but 
I've heard some people say some things about some players who decided not to play. Have, have, have made some negative comments about. Oh, it. Twitter is a buzz with people saying things about people, and you know what I think is so funny about that? It's like you have no idea. You're not in those shoes. You're a fan wanting to see football, and you're wanting out of out of your own uh, selfishness, wanting to see that player on the field because you're not the one putting your life on the line there. And and so I, to see that on whatever it is, to see that on Twitter, the Instagram, any of the social media. As a former player, I'm like, how dare you? I mean, it's just I get, hey, you you want to see what you want to see, but you're not the one going out there and doing it. So see, it I, is up to each of them. I, I've for years told the athletes I work with, the professional athletes I work with, to essentially stay off social media because there's always going to be stuff on there people are going to say about them that has no validity from people who don't know them. And, you know, Athletes, and we still have to remember this more than anything else, athletes are people. They have feelings. You know, they may be tough guys out in the football field or the hockey rink or the soccer field or the baseball diamond, basketball court, but they're still people. And they have feelings, they have emotions, and sometimes, you know, a lot of guys just blow that stuff off and don't, listen, don't pay attention to it, but I've had a lot of guys who are very sensitive to it, male and female, about what people are saying about it. It's like, how can they say this? They don't know me. I said, well, why are you paying attention to stuff people are saying about you who don't even know who you are? They have an impression about you from what you've done as an athlete. They don't know you as a person. Well, and, all, and you know this more than anybody. That all comes from a mental side. It all comes from a, a place where you are mentally where you either understand, hey, that doesn't affect me because I'm going to go do me anyways, or... It is one of those things that athletes can suffer from where you you get very self-conscious. You get anxiety. You get plenty of things that can pertain to somebody talking negatively about the job that you do, about the performance that you do. People can have this in their everyday jobs. You know, you're not filing papers properly. You didn't put you didn't input the right numbers at work. Anyway, if your boss reprimands you or somebody's talking about you or your coworkers are talking about you, it can have that negative effect. So it's no different in the game of, of sports. So the point that I'm getting at today, Blake, is expressing your feelings, whatever they may be, positive or negative, is important. And in, in the scenario we're living in today, with the whole situation with this pandemic going on, if you are an educator, you're a coach, you're an adult, and you might be scared about being around a whole group of people, a group of kids, and you have a right to talk about how you feel. The, the parents of those kids have a right to do it. I, I, I have said it several times today, I'll say it again. I think it, it needs to be not just a, a possibility, but a necessity if you're a coach to have a meeting, and I don't care if it's the college level all the way down, have a meeting with parents to talk about their feelings about this whole situation. Let them know how you're going to handle the situation, maybe with an, administ an administrator in the meeting, or probably definitely having administrators there. Talk about the philosophy, the game plan. Communication is the key. Talking about this is the key. Letting people be aware that it is okay to talk about their feelings about this. And I know in sports... Well, and I think not only being able to talk about it and express that, but everybody needs to remember they have the ability to do something about it as well. Well, So yeah. you, you have the ability to, to express, hey, I don't feel comfortable with it, and the coach is going to tell you, hey, this is the plan we have in place. This is the protocol we're going to follow. 
if you like it, great. If you don't, you still have the power to do something about what you want to do going forward from that. As I said earlier, I, for, for years, the 29 years I've been on the radio, I've talked about this. It is okay to talk about how you feel. And when it comes to sports, for years, it, it's, it's been viewed as a sign of weakness to talk about how you feel. I remember in the 1984 Olympics when I worked with our cycling team where we won nine medals, hadn't won any in 72 years. I remember one specific guy came to my room at four o'clock in the morning because I told him two to four in the morning, I had to sleep. Before his gold medal ride, he was at my door at four o'clock in the morning, scared to death. Right on time too from what you told him. He was there, scared to death for his ride that day. He was, his ride was at nine in the morning. And, you know, my door was unlocked. Guys could come in. So, he, I mean, he came in and woke me up. I got to talk. I got He was scared to death because he didn't want to lose. And we talked about his feelings. We dealt with it. He went back to bed for a while. We went through visualization before he rode his race, got in the team van, rode to the track, went out there and he kicked butt and won a gold medal. And afterwards, he, he said to me, he said, I, it wouldn't have happened if I couldn't have dealt with how I felt because I was so scared. But it was it was good to deal with that. And to this day, I'm still friends with this young man. He's not that young anymore, as neither am I. But we talk about that quite a bit because he dealt with his feelings. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoyed the topic today. You know, the, these shows are podcasted. My shows, I looked on one of the apps, SoundCloud, where they are. In the last year, my shows have been po- listened to 70,000 times around the world, all over the place. It's pretty cool. I've all these different countries where they're rebroadcast. So if, if you are an athlete, a coach, tell people about the show. Get them to listen to it. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. My phone number is 816-561-5556. Get in touch with me. If you want to talk about this, love to love to help you out. I'm here every week. Sports Radio at 10 WHB. Our shows are podcasted, rebroadcast around the country. Have a great week. Stay safe. Talk to you next week. You've been listening to the Sports Psychology Hour. For more information, go to winnersunlimited.com. I'm Dr. Andrew Jacobs. As a sports psychologist with 38 years of experience, I've worked with athletes, coaches, parents, and officials, assisting them at learning how to handle issues like sportsmanship, self-confidence, developing a positive realistic attitude, and achieving maximum performance. I want more people to know about the importance of having fun, learning from failure, and that winning is about doing your best. That's why I created the Sportsmanship Foundation, a 501c3 educational organization dedicated to promoting and educating parents and athletes about the role of good sportsmanship in our development. Our priority is to help bring back the fun into youth sports. If you're interested in learning more or making a donation, go to winnersunlimited.com slash radio. That's winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Doing your best, having fun, and becoming a winner. The Sportsmanship Foundation at winnersunlimited.com slash radio. Olivia from Washington. Laid off and trying to keep our little kids from realizing that mommy and daddy haven't eaten in a while. Roger from California. I'm grateful we could afford our son's surgery. 
I'm nervous that now we can't really afford food. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Donna from Louisiana. The storm just hit, and we went from donating to the food bank to needing it. Keisha from South Carolina. I've been skipping meals so my two kids can eat, but filling up on water doesn't really work. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey, Dad, how do airplanes fly? What's in this box? Can I touch this? Where does sand come from? Is this tree good for climbing? What happens if I mix these two things together? How are babies made? What does this thing do? Kids are curious about everything, including guns. Talking to them about gun safety in your home is a good first step, but you can do more. Always keep your guns locked, unloaded, and stored separately from ammunition. Storing your guns securely is the best way to prevent family fire, including unintentional shootings. For more information on safe gun storage and ways to keep your family safe, visit endfamilyfire.org. That's endfamilyfire.org. What do we keep in the attic? What's this thing called? Can I ride my bike backwards? Like I said, kids are curious. It's up to us to keep them safe. Brought to you by N Family Fire, Brady, and the Ad Council.